What is up, everybody? Welcome to Bench Chatter, the common man's NBA podcast. I'm your host, Colin, here with my co-host, Noah, coming at you live on this beautiful Wednesday night to bring you some trade talk, Noah. Who doesn't love trades? I like trades. I mean... I, I love trade talk. I mean... Like, you know what, to me, trade talk is the the second pinnacle of the NBA behind free agent talk. Because mm-hmm. free agent talk, you know something's going to happen, which is sick. Mm-hmm. Whereas trade talk, you think something's going to happen, but you're not quite sure. But still, it, it's all about the Woj bomb for me. Like, I just mm-hmm. want Woj Twitter notifications to just fire <laughs> off. I want to read like the most absurd thing I could possibly read. I want to get on Twitter at like 9 a.m. on a Tuesday and be like, LeBron James traded for Kevin Durant and Golden State's mayor. Like that's what I want to see on my Twitter account. Same. <laughs> uh, I love trade talk on just like you said. It's it's so cool just to speculate, Colin. A lot of speculation uh-huh. going on here. Um, I think that's the best part. I think just everyone, everyone's ruined for just a spicy superstar trade here to happen, Colin. And honestly, the, we're in the making for one. With all of the superstars out there on bad teams right now, and when I say all of them, I'm really talking about like three guys, but still... That's more than you usually have at this point in the season. So things can happen. The landscape can really shake up. And, you know, Noah, I'm in the middle of watching a Bulls-Nets game with an actual fully healthy Nets. And uh, I don't want to see him in a seven-game series. We're we're keeping it close. It's two points at half. But, uh, jeez. It's, uh... See, funny enough, Colin, I think you guys have an easier... I think you guys would much rather see the Nets than the Bucks. I don't know, dude. Uh... I think Nets, you guys you guys try and go bucket for bucket. I think... That's, I mean, yeah, that's our Bucks, plan right now. Giannis is just... Giannis is gonna Giannis that series. Mm-hmm. Eh, but... But DeRozan can definitely DeRozan... Against the box, I don't know. I think that we have a balanced attack. I think that defensively, we, <laughs> the box would have a tough time stopping. Who's yeah. stopping? Who's guarding Giannis? Come on. We've talked about this, Jared Vanderbilt. When we trade for him, no, I didn't. Gonna... I, didn't <laughs> I didn't tell you this, but you know, because it's the trade episode. You know, I've mentioned this Jared Vanderbilt thing for a while, so I uh, I hopped on. Uh, NBA discussion, and I was like, "We what? What would these people think if I were to propose this trade?" And so I said, "Thoughts on Bulls acquiring Jared Vanderbilt from the T Wolves?" You know, I explained P Will went down. Bulls looking for some D. Vanderbilt has a great defensive Raptor. We could use him to guard Giannis and Bead come playoffs. And the whole comment section was like, "Yeah, he'd be a great fit for the Bulls." But we don't want anything that you have that like you're actually willing to give up. And I was like, that's fair. That's <laughs> very fair. Everybody was like, he is like, like the the best point I saw was because he's on like a three year, $12 million contract. They're like anything that the Timberwolves would actually accept 
it would just be a massive overpay to the point where it's just not worth it. So you'd offer them like Derek Jones Jr. <laughs> no, like I think like to realistically make it work, I think we would need Patrick Williams like and a pick or something. Maybe we could just get Patrick away with Patrick Williams, mm. but I don't know if if Jared Vanderbilt is the piece. I don't know. Either way, I just I figured I'd let you know that uh, I did my own research into uh, what the fellow redditors thought. <laughs> Colin, you you know how uh, Kyrie can't play home games. We you know how that is a fact right now. Uh, yes. I might know what you're about to say. So I found out that unvaccinated players, Colin, are actually allowed to come into Brooklyn and play. You just pay I a fine. I thought that was quite weird. Um, yeah, someone made that Reddit post, Colin, and it was if the Nets really want to, they can let unvaxxed Kyrie play at Brooklyn for a small fine. And it was first offense warning, second offense 1K, third offense 2K, fourth offense 5K. And then the fifth offense to infinity offenses is just 5K every time, Colin. What? Why would the Nets not just pay that? Do you understand how little amount of money that is? Dude, Kyrie pisses out 5K for breakfast. Uh, Yeah, Kyrie would pay that himself. The top comment on the Reddit post, Colin, was would be hilarious if the Nets literally didn't know this was an option until someone posted it on Reddit. (laughs) Then the the attached (laughs) comment to that was... Steve Nash coming into their meeting the next morning and goes, dot, 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 guys, have you seen this? (laughs) (laughs) Steve Nash burner just going off in the comment section. Are you sure? (laughs) Have you checked this with your lawyer? (laughs) Can I get somebody to double check this? What are your sources? Yeah. I, I heard that when the Bulls game started, Mark Jackson said that. And I didn't know what the fine was at that point. And he said it, and I was like, well, even if it's like a massive fine, come the playoffs, you're absolutely paying that. And now that I know it's... like 250K, they would still pay that. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. 5K? Who the hell came up with that? Like, at that point, like, all you're really paying is the court of public opinion being like, fuck you, you're letting an unvax player play. And then that's like, (laughs) fuck you, we're going to win a championship. I don't care. (laughs) And he's going to cough over the trophy. He's coughing all over this trophy. Yeah, he's going to pull a Justin Turner. He's going to have COVID and just be like, screw it. I'm going to play in game six of the NBA Finals. You're going to kick me out in the third quarter, and then I'm going to be a part of the trophy celebration. <laughs> I forgot about that. Right? <laughs> Do you remember? Yeah. Like, like in the eighth inning, they're just like, hey, Justin, you got to get out of here. You have COVID. And he was like, Okay. And then he left I'll the game. Stand, I'll just stand in the yeah, I'll just stand, downstairs so I'll the just, camera can't see me. Because, <laughs> like, I kind of, in that one, I was like, I got his point. And he was like, well, I've played the first eight innings. I don't I don't know what the me sitting out the last inning is doing. And then, yeah, he ran out there, kissed every, He was, like, kissing his wife on the field, too, afterwards. <laughs> so it's like, I don't know about that. I don't know about that. In some uh, in some sadder related news, Colin, I think yeah. we gotta I think we gotta follow up on uh, Dame and Paul George situations, Colin. Oh, I thought uh, you were gonna say R.I.P. Bob Saget. Today. Well, also R.I.P. Bob Saget. Yeah. You know, Danny Tanner. Uh, Full House was a show that I watched quite a bit with my siblings, Colin. That that, that actually was quite sad. Um, 
you know, Bob Saget, a fantastic comedian. Rest in peace. It's a moment of silence for Bob Saget. Thank you. Thank you. Um, and less less sadder news than that. Colin. Oh, okay. Uh, All right. Well, <laughs> <laughs> Damian Lillard having abdominal surgery. Colin, they're saying it's not season ending, but they're not ruling out that it is a season ending injury. Yeah. Um, I don't want to say I called it, Colin, but I called it. Uh, yeah, I saw somebody on Reddit the other day. Like, should I trade Dame? And everybody was like, Yeah, I think so, dude. I think <laughs> so. Like. This is probably your last time to trade him. And to follow that up, Colin, Paul George having Tommy John surgery on his elbow, and he is potentially done for the season, Colin. The Clippers are operating under the notion that Paul George is out for the rest of the season, Colin. And this drastically changes how the Clippers approach the rest of the season, Colin, because I'm not bringing Kawhi back anymore. No, and uh, the thing, though, is, Noah, they don't have their first-round pick, the Thunder do. So it's not like tanking gets you some grand pick. You just mm-hmm. you get a better second-round pick if they even have that. I didn't look at that. So it's really our New Year's resolution of, like, figure out what the hell you want to do next year. Like, who's worth keeping, mm-hmm. what the plan is, how you win. Because at this point, you're pretty much just playing games to play them at this point Colin, i'm i think i'm trading anyone that has any veteran that has semi-value on that clippers team so i'm shopping marcus morris i'm shopping sergi baka i'm shopping nick batum like i'm just trying to get anything i can for those guys because you know they're on expiring deals they're old and fuck it why not like yeah let brandon boston jr play the rest of the season let they got that dude from uh tennessee con you keon johnson like, yeah. just let the young guys play. Let Terrence Mann play. Like, shop Eric Bledsoe, shop Reggie Jackson. Like, it doesn't matter at this point. No, it it, it doesn't at all. Because all you're doing is waiting for next year to come around and hope that you can be the Clippers again. The hope that Paul George and Kawhi Leonard can carry you above all else. And especially if those this two aren't like... expiring deals, let them come back. Pull the Aroldis Chapman mm-hmm. to the Cubs. Yankees sell him for half a season, then sign him again in the offseason. Okay, he was gone for four this months. Is like, this is like worst-case scenario, Colin, that Paul George and Kawhi both have season-ending injuries. Yeah. For his, te- like, this is this is bad for the Clippers. The, this isn't a team with a big window. I mean, yeah. it, it's not like these guys are incredibly old. But they're, they're in the middle of their championship yeah. window. <laughs> yeah. Like, you give it another two years, ah. I don't know. You might have to bring a third dude in if you really want to compete. Especially, like, Tommy yeah. John. Like, that's not something that you just totally come back from 100%. Like, that takes a long time of rehab. Like, a long time. It takes pitchers, like, a year of just rehab. Yeah. Gone, and then it takes them even more to, um, you know, get reacclimated to get that elbow mm-hmm. back to and of course, you know, pitching is much more strenuous on the elbow yeah. than basketball, but still you never want to have Tommy John surgery. Gone. I mean still like yeah, obviously pitching is kinda of like the worst thing that you can do for your arm. Yeah. <laughs> Terrible. <laughs> yeah. So I, I know this isn't uh, really a, a part of what we've planned, but it, what are you accepting for a guy like Markeith Morris? Like are you accepting like Hey, I'm the uh, Chicago Bulls, and I'll give you a second-round pick? 
or do you want young talent? Like, what are you taking in return for that? I don't know. See, I think the team, a buyer of Marcus Morris, Colin, is the championship-winning team. Right. So, at that point, you could get a first, but those firsts are basically seconds. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Yeah, I don't know if a championship team is selling a first for, for Morris. That yeah. seems like a, a lot, like an over. They are in a bad situation. Yeah, uh, they're they're not doing well for themselves. They don't even have their first. I don't think they have next year's first either. Oh my god! Rest uh, of yeah. these Clippers. Well, I mean, that's when you sell the house like that, you have to understand is, that these yep. things are realities. And when you yep. sell the house, you can lose it all. So, I don't know. Maybe the Clippers will learn. Maybe they won't. That'll be fun, too. No, I kind of like Kawhi. Yeah. All right, Noah, talk to me about what we are going to do on this episode. Or did you have another point before we move on? Uh, no, I didn't. Uh what we're going to talk about this episode, Colin, is just trade rumors. Um, I think we both came up with some trades. Um, they're a mixture of trades that we both think can happen, Colin, and also trades that I think we would want to happen. Um, it's a little bit mix of both. And how I split this up was role players likely to be traded, stars likely to be traded, and then superstars likely to be traded. Um, we can start at role players, Colin, work mm-hmm. ourselves up to superstars. And first off, Colin, I just have a list of guys that I'm going to read off to you, and then we can just kind of, if you have, we can just go back and forth on a trade you have, and then we'll do a trade I have. Hell yeah. All right. I did not split mine up that way. I just kind of said, fuck it. This looks fun to me. So I think That's most fine. of mine are, are superstar or prominent okay, cool. all-star. All right. All right. We'll, we'll see him. Role players likely to be traded, Colin. Taylen mm-hmm. Horton Tucker, Cam yeah. Reddish, Eric Gordon. Mm-hmm. Definitely. Oh, computer just went blank. Uh, Buddy Heald, yes. Terrence Ross, Danilo Gallinari, Christian Wood, Gary Harris, Warren Drogic, Thaddeus Young, Robert Covington, TJ Warren, Yusuf Nurkic, Colin Sexton, and Dennis Schroeder. Yeah, that makes a lot of sense. Of this uh, list, have... Noah, just really quick. Oh, did you just want to rattle off and then we can kind No, no, you go, you go. So of this list, who do you think are the most coveted guys? Because I know, you know we have Buddy Heald as a role player. He can play a role, but he can also do more than that. Like mm-hmm. taking a guy who is a career 41% three-point shooter, most teams are going to take that. Robert Covington feels like a guy that any contender would love to have because he pretty much can do everything, guard one through four, four and a half, really, uh, depending on who the five is. Like, if I'm the Bulls right now, I'm loving Rocco. You know, not all of these guys necessarily have roles on every team. Like, there's not a ton of contenders right now that are probably sitting there thinking, like, THT is the uh, the piece that I need. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, so THT was actually one of the guys I had a trade for here, Colin. Oh, and you're right. Champ- winning, 
winning teams aren't really looking at THT and being like, yeah, we need that guy. But I know you don't like THT, Con. I don't. But at the end of the day, this guy is 21. He is still a developing piece. And you can, I think the Lakers can trade him to a team who is still high on the thought of Taylor Horton Tucker. Yes. Um, Based on what ESPN has had to say. It's just hard for a 21-year-old con who's still developing to look good on that Lakers team, really. Um, I think Taylor Horton Tucker just needs more playing time. And that's why I have a deal here, Colin, with the Pacers for Taylor Horton Tucker and Kendrick Nunn getting sent to the Pacers, Colin. We are giving the Pacers, or the Lakers, Torrey Craig and TJ Warren and a 2024 second-round pick, Colin. And I know you're probably thinking, you know, TJ Warren, why why would the Lakers want that guy? Um, it's kind of been going under the radar, Colin, but TJ Warren is back working out. He's back doing um, light five on five work, and he's actually like about a month away from seeing his return really? for Con. Yeah, um, I don't know if a lot of people know that, but TJ Warren is about a month away from being ready to play again. Uh, Tory Craig also gets sent to the Lakers. You know, Tory Craig is a veteran. He's been to the playoffs multiple times, been to the finals. Mm-hmm. Um, I think he helps the Lakers, and I think TJ Warren can help the Lakers. And the Lakers aren't really giving up anything here, Colin. They're giving up Taylor Horton Tucker, but. He's kind of ass and not in their immediate timeline. And Pacers get Kendrick Nunn, too. Um, I don't love this as a Pacers team. You know, I'd really be testing out the Tannen Horn Tucker theory, but we're not really giving up anything. So, you know, no, I'm going to make an analogy here as to how I view this. You know, I think that LeBron's incredibly smart, right? And we see it uh, consistently in the show Survivor, where. The really good players will plant a seed for something that's going to happen down the road. And they might say, like, hey, man, like, I know you're a part of the majority alliance, but, like, isn't it weird that you're one dude and there's four women? Like, what if they made an all-girls alliance and just got you out? And then that dude could be like, hmm... Yeah, and maybe not right away he'll do anything about it, but if you keep saying it here and there and dropping it over days, weeks, people start to believe it, you know? He starts to believe it. I think what LeBron's done here is he knew that the Lakers were not going to have any trade assets, so he was like a year ago, THT's the best uh, young player I've ever seen, and he's just dropped it so that come this trade deadline... They would have a trade asset. This was his plan all along, was for THT to be traded for a, a different piece that could actually help him win now. And, you know, if that's TJ Warren, it's TJ Warren. Who cares? LeBron doesn't care because it's better than THT. That's my analysis. You, Do what you, you really hate THT, Colin. I, yeah, I do. I am, I'm not as low as him on you. As you are, I think THT is a player in the league. I don't think he's a player that the Lakers need. But at the end of the day, this dude is 6'4 with a 7'1 wingspan. Like, I'll take that on the Pacers. <laughs> yeah. No, no, no. If, you're, if I'm the Pacers, I have no problem with that. I take that, honestly, all day because... We're getting rid of if, a guy who hasn't played for us in, like, a year and a half. <laughs> yeah, and if truly, truly, like, I know I'm not high on the guy, but obviously enough people are why not take a flyer? I mean, those are the kind of guys the Pacers need right now. You you need young talent. So, no, I don't hate it. I question if that's uh, if where the Lakers see T.J. Warren fitting on that Lakers team. Uh, how, was T- how was T.J. Warren defensively? 
fine. Like, not bad, not good, just average. Mm-hmm. Great. He's a very average team defender. <laughs> yeah, I mean, that's that's fine. That's yeah. kind of the MO of the Lakers. Yeah, seriously. Yeah, I just I don't know if they go out and f- what exactly they feel they need, but TJ Warren could definitely be a solid third fourth scoring option for them. So mm-hmm. I, I don't think hate ideal it for THT team. trade. I think ideal THT trade Colin would be Kendrick yeah. Nunn and Taylor Horton Tucker getting sent to the Raptors, and they want Gary Trent Jr. back, and that Ooh. would kind of be hilarious, Colin, because THT would be another one of the Another guy added to the Raptors that has a seven foot wingspan. <laughs> <laughs> they would just say, well, you know, there's a pun there, like the Velociraptors. I don't know. We'll find it now. We're going to find this pun here. <laughs> but that would be funny. Yeah, I, I agree there. I agree there. I think, t- I think we see THT leave. I think it just makes too much sense. Yes. Mm-hmm. Alrighty. I, I like that. Um, do you want to go over your superstars and then I can do my first trade that I have written down? Uh, I have one more role player to take on, and this is a guy I think is very likely to get dealt. Um, The Cavs here, Colin, are sitting at 6th in the East right now, but they're in the middle of the pack. They're 23-18. and Um, For me, a successful Cavs season this season, Colin, would be just getting to the playoffs. You know, getting Garland, Allen, and Mobley that experience this year, I think, is a very valuable thing to the Mm -hmm. Cavs. I think they should try to make the playoffs, and... I think the Cavs are packaging Ricky Rubio here, Colin, in a 2023 first that's lottery protected. And I have two guys you could get for Ricky Rubio in a 2023 lottery protected first. Um, okay. They could go and get Eric Gordon from the Rockets for Ricky Rubio in a 2023 lottery protected first. Mm-hmm. Um, Eric Gordon, I like in the fit of that team, Colin. He's not as. He doesn't super help in the playmaking. But I thought that, Colin, I actually looked it up and I heard this stat on The Athletic. Eric Gordon, um, he's he's 18% of the Rockets' assists this season, Colin. What? Yes. 18% of the Rockets' assists have came from Eric Gordon this season. And I think the Cavs just kind of need a guy, Colin, that could pop off for 20 a night. I, I think that's kind of just what they're missing is a little bit of a scoring punch. Yeah. Um, But... If if the Pacers were willing uh, to take a 2023 lottery protected first in Ricky Rubio for Karis LeVert, I'm exploring that too. And so then what happens in 2023 that it's not protected? Or is it like the Blazers um, pick that like after five years it just becomes a second round pick? Yeah, it would just keep going on yeah. down the line. Interesting. Interesting. I... I don't hate that for either side. I mean, obviously, Ricky Rubio has some. Oh goddamn, Fooch has higher than average trade value, and you're looking to move something. But I don't know if the thing is, if I'm the Cavs and I think that Ricky Rubio can do the same thing next year, I I might explore just keeping him. Like that might be where I go with it. Who knows how bad this injury is, though. Well, that doesn't matter, Colin, because he's an unrestricted free agent after this season. So that's why it doesn't matter. Oh, duh. You said that, too. Yeah, that was dumb. That was dumb. Yeah, you know what? You know what? This Bulls game is on. It's tough to podcast, and 
Ah, oh, god damn it, I hate the fucking nuts. Yeah, you I should hate quit the fucking nuts. I hate the fucking nuts, Noah. Alright, can I get to my first trade? I'm antsy, I'm antsy. I've got a good one. Actually, yeah. well, tell us your stars that you think are going to be traded. Um, stars likely to be traded here, Colin, are Jeremy Grant, who I think is very much getting dealt, Miles Turner, DeMontis Sabonis, and CJ McCollum. Yeah, I, I think that makes a lot of sense. I think so. All right. Well, I, you know, I'm going to come out guns blazing, Noah. And, you know, this is, yeah, should I, should I kind of cater towards yours? All right, I will. I'll go with the Jeremy Grant trade. And you tell me what you think of this one, Noah. The Pistons give up Jeremy Grant. The Knicks give up Obi Toppin and a 2022 first round pick. Is that too little from the Knicks to give up? Hmm. I think the Obi Toppin's really interesting, Colin. Right. Because I don't know, I don't know how other teams view him. And personally, as me, Colin, I I think Obi Toppin's a good player that I don't think gets enough playing time. Mm Mm-hmm. But at the end of the day, I'm not the guy that has to live with trading for Obi Toppin. You know what I mean? Yeah. Well, so you know that Jeremy Grant's probably not in your long-term plans. What I did understand when I made this trade is that the money doesn't match at all. And so I didn't necessarily try to match money in any of mine just because I didn't want to go through the motions of trying to figure out the math. I was more just going for the kind of the ethos of the trade. Like, does this make sense for these teams to engage in this? And if you're the Pistons, I feel like you're getting two solid young guys out of this. You know, the Knicks, there's no guarantee they make the playoffs, even with Jeremy Grant. Mm-hmm. So that could be a lottery mm-hmm. pick right there. This is a, It's an unprotected pick for sure. And if you're the Knicks, I mean, I feel like you you got to try to do something. You don't have to, but it feels like they really want to. And Jeremy Grant feels like the guy. So at that point, it's what do you give up? You could throw in Emmanuel quickly there too. I, if I'm the Pistons, I don't really care about quickly as much though. So... <laughs> Uh, it's it, there's something to be said about that, I, and I don't know if the Pistons feel like they could get more out of a different team, but I, I just don't know who needs Jeremy Grant right now, especially at his price. Like a lot of the contending teams can't pay what he's worth right now. <laughs> so I have two Jeremy Grant trades, Colin. All right, give both for me. contending teams. All um, right, I'm an asshole, I guess. Because Jeremy Grant is a win-now piece, Colin, so Mm -hmm. a team that wants to win now is trading for Jeremy Grant. And pick a number, one to two, Colin, and we'll go with what team you pick. Two, obviously. Definitely two. (laughs) All right. Number two, Colin, is your Chicago Bulls. Um, I've ran by this trade with you before. I've thought thought about writing about this trade. I'm I'm going to bring it back up, Colin, and – I just want you to be silent for a couple minutes because okay. I'm going to gas your bulls up here for a second. Okay. And I, I don't want you anything. to even respond because you're a homer. So, the bulls sit atop the eastern. <laughs> yeah, we do. <laughs> yeah, let's fucking go. <laughs> uh, at 27-11 and 11 before this uh, result of this Nets game. In all respects, Colin, 
DeMar DeRozan is having the best career, we the best season of his career that we've seen yet, um, in my opinion. Um, I was talking to a coworker, Colin, that is a Bulls fan, but in all respects, he kind of is a casual. Um, sorry, Dave. <laughs> but uh, he was, we were just talking to Colin, and he's like, yeah. Um, he was talking about, I was asking him, like, what he sees from the Bulls when they lose. And he was like, you know, when we lose, it feels like Zach Levine doesn't assert himself enough. Um, he was like, sometimes it feels like DeMar DeRozan just, you know, takes too many shots. And I was like, well, you see here, people I don't think realize, Colin, because of what we've had to see Levine do in the past, you know, three, two years of him having to have the ball in his hand so much making plays because the Bulls didn't have that talent around him, that this guy is, Zach Levine is one of the best off-ball shooters in the league, Colin. He's shooting 41.7% on 7.23 point attempts this year. Um, and that Bulls team just works better with DeMar DeRozan or Lonzo or Caruso having the ball in his hands and them getting open shots for um, Zach Levine. Uh, DeMar DeRozan, like I said, Con, having the best season of his career, I think, so far. Um, to me, Con, championship windows close very fast. They're open for not very long, Con, and they can switch in just the, you know, in just a snap of a finger. Um, to me, the Bulls have exceeded all expectations, right, Con? They've exceeded your expectations. They've exceeded my expectations. Um, I did not expect them to be this good because I did not expect DeMar DeRozan to be this good. And there's no guarantee that DeMar DeRozan is this good next season. There's no guarantee. Like, he is playing, uh, he's having the best season of his career. And... I think the Bulls need to go for it this season. I, I think this season is one of the best chances they will have with this team calling to win a championship. And I just think that's it. If I'm the Bulls GM, I'm trading for Jeremy Grant. I'm sending Derek Jones Jr. and Patrick Williams and a 2024 first to the Pistons for Jeremy Grant. Um, the thing here with Patrick Williams, Colin, is I think, I think Patrick Williams... And I think Patrick Williams can become the player that Jeremy Grant is, if not a better player. But it's just going to take too much time, I think. It's going to take minimum two to three to four years for Patrick Williams to get to that level, especially with the year he's losing this year. Um, you know, I think people's view of Jeremy Grant has got skewed over his time in Detroit, Colin. Um, the reason Jeremy Grant got into the league and stayed in the league was that he was a tenacious defender who had good size for a wing and he could he showed that he could um, have this extra scoring to him, which he showed in Detroit. Um, of course, you know, he's Detroit's number one option, so he's not going to look great. He's, his shooting efficiencies are bad. But at the end of the day, Colin, Jeremy Grant is in this league because, and stayed in this league because he's a tenacious, really good defender. And I think the Bulls lose games this year, Colin, because, you know, one of Levine or DeMar DeRozan just doesn't go off. Like, one of them has a bad game. Sometimes you just lose games. And I think Jeremy Grant is insurance for that, for when Levine or DeRozan have a bad game. And I think he's the type of defending you need out of four. That was, it was tough not to respond to. So I, I like your point about championship windows because you're right. They, it's such a small window. Like you, you don't realize, especially if you're not built like a big three if you don't have one of these top five players how difficult it is to sustain that success 
it's almost it's almost impossible, really. So I, I agree that we kind of have to do something, especially as we're speaking, our starting four now that Patrick Williams is out, Derek Jones Jr., is not going to return this game because of a pretty bad knee injury in the first quarter. So I will see where that leaves us. But we could be on a <laughs> Sorry, third string Quick four. aside, Colin. Yeah. Um, people really like Io Dosumo. I don't know if I said his name right, but he's Dosumo. on the polls. And people, yeah, I, I like that guy. Io, he's got something there. Io is sick. <laughs> yeah. So <laughs> he led U of I to their first number one seed since Darren Williams and D Brown in 2005. The team That's that lost the guy? to UNC. Yeah. Oh my, I didn't even know. I really like that guy in the tournament. Yeah. Yeah, he's sick. He's sick. Like, he was projected, like, during the year to be, like, a late lottery pick, and then he fell off hard. I didn't really get it. And so when the Bulls picked him, I was like, I don't even care if this dude's, like, good or not. You know, it's just, like, a fun story. And turns out he's kind of a baller. Like, he's, I think on DraftKings right now, he's, like, seventh for rookie of the year, and he was the 38th overall pick. So, I mean, that's that's kind of sick. Um, so the only issue with the Jeremy Grant trade is we need to sign Zach this offseason. We, we got to give Zach the max. Like mm-hmm. There's really nothing else you can do. And we can't give Zach the max if we sign Jeremy Grant. So we could sign him and then trade him. Uh, do you, you think know. Zach would... You know, is Zach willing to take a pay cut here, Tom, for a potential so championship? He, he had a quote from last offseason. It was basically him saying, like, I don't need the max. Like, I'm willing to, you know, make it work so the team can win, but I also want to get paid for how good I am. So, mm-hmm. you know, like I, like I said, like, my least favorite part about this offseason was when Michael Porter Jr. signed that contract he did. Because if that's what <laughs> Michael Porter Jr. is getting... Exactly. God knows that. I want exactly, broken yeah. spine boy money. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> oh, the Bulls can't hit a three for their goddamn lives. Oh my god. Io just tried to throw an alley oop and hit the fucking rim. God damn it. This is not going well. We're almost down twenty. I might turn this off soon. Yeah, so it's it's tough. It's tough. I just I don't know if the money works, but I agree that we need to do something because Watching the Nets light us up like this because we can't. You have to take advantage of the season DeMar DeRozan is having. Absolutely. You have to take full advantage of that. Because really, Colin, he could just not be playing at this level next year. Yeah, you're not wrong. You're not wrong. All right, give me your other Jeremy Grant trade. So my other Jeremy Grant trade, Colin, is for the Utah Jazz, who... They're not really in, like, panic mode, Colin. Um, Neither are the Bulls, though. But the Jazz, they can't have another disappointing playoff run, right? Mm Mm-hmm. Agreed. They they just can't. Um, And I think Jeremy Grant... I think Jeremy Grant helps them, Colin. Um, I'm sending Rudy Gay and Joe Ingles to the Detroit Pistons, plus two firsts, a 2023 and a 2026. Um, You know... The, the Pistons very well likely here could demand three firsts from the Jazz con, but the Jazz's firsts are basically second-round picks, right? Mm-hmm. Without, um, I really like the thought of Jeremy Grant on this Jazz team, Colin. At that point, you're looking at a team, a starting lineup of, you know, Conley, uh, Donovan Mitchell, Jeremy Grant, Royce O'Neal, uh, Rudy Gobert with Bojan as your sixth man, mm-hmm. or, you know, Bojan in that starting lineup. And I think Jeremy Grant gives the Jazz the ability Boy, to play more small ball lineups, Colin. 
Yeah. Um, which is which is why they get which is why how they inevitably get exposed in the playoffs. Con um, a lot of people blame that loss to the Clippers on Rudy Gobert. But the reason that Rudy Gobert was getting toasted in that Clippers lineup column was actually their perimeter defense. Um, they weren't stopping guys on the perimeter from driving in, which just makes it very hard for Rudy Gobert. And Jeremy Grant instantly becomes the best defender, if not second best, next to Royce O'Neal, which I think helps them very much. You're going from Joe Ingles to Rudy yeah. to Jeremy Grant. People forget lines. how pivotal Jeremy Grant was in that Nuggets run to the conference finals during yes. the bubble. Yes. He was huge. And the Nuggets really wanted him back, and he said, no, nah, screw it. Like, uh, let me go get buckets. Let me go yeah, get paid. I, I think people's view on Jeremy Grant as a player is skewed, Colin, because what we've seen him do in Detroit. Like, this mm-hmm. guy at the root of his uh, basketball skills is his defending. Mm-hmm. I agree. I agree. All right. right, let's. Uh, let me let me fire off a heater here, Noah. This, is, uh, this isn't anybody that's on your list, but this is my favorite trade that I I came up with. And honestly, who it's for is almost not that important. Almost. But we have the Wizards giving up Bradley Beal to the Thunder for their 2022 own first-round pick, the 2022 Clippers' first-round pick, and Lou Dort. Thunder do that in a second, dude. So that's my question. Do the Wizards do that? Like, if you're the Wizards, you can have two, and let's run under the assumption that the Clippers are going to be a lottery pick here. Do you do that? You get two lottery picks? So my biggest fear, Con, is if I I trade Bradley Beal to the Thunder and they win a bunch of second-half games and Neither of those picks are in the top five. Mm, okay. Like, in this draft, I think you want a top four pick. You want Jabari, Paolo, Chet, or I think, you know, Jaden Ivey. I haven't looked into the draft that much, but I yeah, think you want one no, of those three the tight power consensus forwards. top four. You want one of those three power forwards. Okay. Bradley Beal makes that Thunder team immediately much better. Him right. Yeah. Uh, yeah. So, so maybe that's like an off-season thing that the Thunder do. When I could see. Um. Yeah. Yeah. I. I also think the Wizards could fleece them for more. I think you, Brad Beal could get three first. All right. So I was going to say because I'd initially written it for Dame, and I did have three firsts, and then it was uh, with Beal. I wasn't sure if if Beal warranted three first rounders. Obviously, the I like Thunder that trade have in them. Theory. Obviously, the Thunder if you have could, them. Yeah, if you don't have to trade him mid-season and you see what pick the Thunder have, um, Wizards definitely consider that more. I think so too. Yeah, I just I think it's time for the Thunder to cash in. Like we've talked about it, and I wrote it knowing I was like, I almost like I put the Thunder part down, and I was like, all right, who do they get? And it, yeah. Dame just Dame felt like too much. And Beal's younger than I thought he was. I didn't realize. Um, that he's... How old is he? 28? He's 28 on the dot, yeah. So, I mean, yeah. not like super you get young. six but years compared, out of that boy. Yeah, exactly, compared to Dame, who's 31. Yeah, like that's an extra three years. Also, the the, the kicker, Colin, with uh, trading for Bradley Beal here is that he's due for an extension this offseason. So, you do have to be comfortable with paying him a butt-ton of money. 
but any team trading for him probably is. So yeah, uh, yeah. I mean, I think you are. Um, yeah, getting into Miles Turner and Sabonis uh, mm-hmm. con, I I really couldn't come up with any trades for these guys. Um, for Turner, you know, the Hornets, the Mavs, and the Knicks seem like the yeah. top three shortlist of uh, people that would want him. But for the there's no package that I was in love with, Con. Like none of the teams are bad enough to get us a good pick, and we're kind of in direct competition with the Hornets and Knicks, so we're making them better. Um, we haven't talked much about the Pacers, Con, because there hasn't been much to talk about them this season. But in all respects, our season is kind of going perfectly right now. Um, games are entertaining to watch, Con. We always lose in the fourth, so that's best case scenario. <laughs> we're losing, and our games are entertaining. Um, at this point, Colin, we're pretty bad. We're in line for a top 10 draft pick, um, top 10 odds. And there's a real reality, Colin, where we don't trade anyone this season, get a good draft pick, and we run it back next year, which I don't really want to happen, but I think that is a very real mm. possibility at this point. I hate that if I'm a Pacers fan, to be honest with you. Like, why? I, we could get Chet and just insert him into the starting five. All right, so I wrote a trade for... Sabonis and Brogdon. You want to hear it? Can't trade Brogdon until uh... next year, right? It has been. Yeah, yeah. All right. So I guess this isn't a trade deadline trade. Sorry, this was the the last one I wrote. But as a Pacers fan, do you take this? Sabonis and Brogdon leaving for Brandon Ingram, a twenty twenty two second, and Herb Jones. Mm, I need a first. I mean, the Pelicans aren't giving you this year's first, that's for sure. No deal then, I think. So if it was if it was a 2023 first round pick, you take They're that. too good at that point with healthy Zion, Sabonis and Brogdon. If they have another team's first potentially, maybe if they could throw us two first, maybe. Two first-rounders? It's high I mean, if you think about this, Sabonis is an all-star. Sabonis and Ingram are about fair. Um, Mm -hmm. Herb Jones is good, but, you know, Brogdon's much better. Yeah. Uh, I'm turning this Bulls game off. We're almost down 30. This is embarrassing. Um, Yeah, I just... mm. There's something there that the Pelicans could definitely use these two guys, and it could really turn that team around. I didn't write it down, Colin, but I had a I had a Wizards Pelicans trade for Brad Beal, revolving around Brad Beal and Brandon Ingram. Ooh, would you just split it out loud then? I didn't. I don't have it. I just uh, thought of that. Uh, I don't hate it. I don't hate it because you got to do something to get Zion to mm. stay and be healthy, I guess. Mm. Yeah. Uh, there's something there. Yeah, I like trading Brandon Ingram. I just don't know what the Pelicans think that they can get for him. Yeah. Like, I think two, I think two very comparable players, Colin, are Siakam and Ingram, but why would you trade for Siakam? Like,. It's, you're really just going to yeah. be the same team. You just got a guy with a different name, basically. Yeah, seriously. Um, I'm, I'm starting to realize that a lot of the trades that I wrote down probably work better for all teams in the offseason. So 
I'll, I'll throw fine. one or That's two spicy here, ones after after you rattle off a few here. I, I need to react to some hot takes. So I have one last trade con, and it's it's the big boy. So do you want to say your other two before we talk about that one? No, let's do the big boy, and then I can throw out some pretty bizarre trades because that's kind of what I okay. have. So I, I got to set the scene first, Colin. Okay, I gotta I'm paint closing the my picture. eyes. My, my eyes are closed, obviously. This is a three-team trade, Colin. Um, revolving, one of the teams involved is the Sacramento Kings, who have lost the last 13 of the last... 13 of their last 18, Colin, have been losses. The Kings have basically made it public knowledge that Harrison Barnes, Buddy Heald, and De'Aaron Fox are all open for trade here, Colin. Mm -hmm. um, the Kings are basically admitting here that their original tank, Colin, where they got Marvin Bagley and De'Aaron Fox, did not work out. Um, they're, basically, they're basically throwing that up as a failure. Well, so they're, they're looking They're looking to shake it up here and build around... Tyrese Halliburton, and Davion Mitchell, and Rashawn Holmes. Um, that's where the Kings are at. Willing to do anything, I think, at this point. The next team involved, Colin, is the Atlanta Hawks, who have last, lost their last 13 of 19. They're 15 and 27, Colin. They're 17 and 23, sorry. Right above the Pacers for fourth worst record in the East. This is a team, Colin, that we saw in the Eastern Conference Finals last year. Um... They're grasping for anything, Colin. I think they're very likely to do something at the trade deadline. And John Collins is at the center of that because he is their second most trades off the table, and John Collins is their mm -hmm. best trade asset at this point. They inked him to the five-year $125 million deal, Colin, last season. But Collins this season has publicly said that he's frustrated with how the team plays um, and that they're just – they're not – they don't play as a team. And Collins has roughly had the same stats for the last three seasons in a row, Colin. I think Collins is what he is. And I think the Hawks have kind of recognized that. Um, last team here, Colin, the Philadelphia 76ers. Yeah. This is interesting because they're 23-17, and 17, Colin. I believe Joel Embiid is on an eight-game streak of 30-plus points. Um, I actually got a woge bomb today, Colin, that was talking about that Rich Paul and Daryl Morey had lunch together today. I was like, cool, hope we get some developments. And the end of the Woj tweet, when I expanded it, was like, neither side has changed their stance. <laughs> and I was like, okay, oh, go thanks. fuck yourself. Thanks, um, Woj, you fucking asshole. I was just, I was thinking, Colin, if you're the seven, if you're the 76ers GM, if you're Daryl Morey, and you see Joel Embiid, how he's playing last year, he played at a damn near MVP level last year, and he's looking like he's working back up to that this season. I, I don't know, Colin, if I can sleep at night Knowing that I'm, I think Joel Embiid is in his prime, Colin, and I think centers like Joel Embiid don't have as good as longevity as like a, you know, um, other positions in the league. And I think I don't think Daryl Morey can really handle it himself if he's he's wasting a year of Joel Embiid's prime. Really, that's how I see it, Colin. I think so too. So, this trade is De'Aaron Fox to the Seventy Sixers. Ben Simmons to the Atlanta Hawks. Cam Reddish, John Collins, and a 2024 first-round pick from the Hawks to the Kings. This is the this is the blockbuster we want. Wow. That's that's one guy who's been to some All-Star games and two guys who have been deserving of it in the past. Mm -hmm. Oh, wow. Um... Uh, so my my initial reaction is 
the, the Kings actually believe that Davion Mitchell and Tyrese Halliburton are worth building around? I, like, I, I, don't... I actually think Halliburton is. I don't know if Davion Mitchell is, but I don't think we've seen enough. But Halliburton, the stats are actually really good for Halliburton. Call him um, with De'Aaron, not playing with De'Aaron Fox. And I'd much rather trade De'Aaron Fox and Halliburton because Halliburton still has two more years on his rookie deal. And Halliburton, in all respects, Colin, could easily get to the level of De'Aaron Fox, I think. No, I, I agree there, but Davion Mitchell, I, I don't see that happening. And you, you've done, you've had De'Aaron Fox, and you squandered it. So why, uh, I get John Collins is, is probably the, the second best player that you've seen behind Fox, but, I mean, man, I, I just, if I'm the Kings, what am I doing? I'm not, I'm just retooling? I'm not actually taking? Like, I don't know. I don't know. That's the the one part I mean, about this that because for the seventy sixers and the Hawks, could look you at it, all that. Like the Kings could look at it as what are we doing with Fox, anyways? Mm-hmm. Yeah, I agree. There's something to be said about that. The Nets just went on a yeah. thirty-seven to five run. <laughs> yeah, that's the um, that's the big boy trade, Colin. That I think could happen. I th- there's ah, uh, if I just like I don't, I kind of like the Kings. I always liked Deer and Fox, and I just want the Kings to be good again. And I don't think that this is it for them. I don't think this is how they become good. You want to so, know how the Kings get good again, Colin? They just start losing games. They build a time machine. They go back in time. And they pick... They never draft pick. Marvin Bagley. Yeah. You pick... You, you pick Lori Markkinen. <laughs> That's what you do. You, you take Lori. A year late, but I, you, you still pick him anyways. And the Bulls just have to give I him don't, to you. I don't know how Simmons on the Hawks works. I like the thought of it, Con. I like the thought of Trey Young, Ben Simmons backcourt. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think the Hawks would be definitely willing to take on Ben Simmons at this point. Like you know, they're grasping for straws here, Con. I, I think they would do. It. I think the Sixers. I think this, there's a deal for the Sixers where they do want um, Deer and Fox, but I also think they would want another one of the Kings role players, perhaps Buddy Heald, perhaps Harrison Barnes, perhaps both. Um, we've seen, Colin, that Daryl Morey came out and said that, you know, Tobias Harris could possibly be shipped here with Ben Simmons. Um, we're talking 80 mil worth of salary here, Colin, that the Sixers are like, hey, anyone want this? <laughs> uh, Bill Simmons That's, has a pretty good yeah. podcast today, Colin, and, and they were debate. they were like, <laughs> they said uh, Tobias Harris was just expensive Harrison Barnes. <laughs> That's exactly what he is. Holy shit. That's a great take. I... I love that so much. <laughs> That's such a good take. It's exactly what he is. God damn. I'd almost take Barnes. Like straight up. On the contract? Even yeah. if the contracts aren't there, Colin, I'm still thinking about Barnes. That's what I'm saying. Like like no no money involved. I think I might take Barnes. Oh, that's crazy. Alright, you know what? Let me rattle off some some kind of sick, sick boy trades that 
I came up with just in, in you know in 15 20 30 seconds just respond you know I want to I want to see what you hear what you got to say all right what if the Celtics traded Jalen Brown for Dame Lillard who says no Celtics <laughs> I I the abdomen injury very much comes into play now, Con, because Dame Lillard is on the wrong, wrong side of that age curve now, Con. Uh, mm-hmm. We very much could have seen the peak of Dame, and he could be different after this abdomen injury. Um, for the Celtics, there, I think you're just exchanging a bit of, you're gaining a little bit of offensive firepower to be much worse on the defensive end. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Here's a trade, Con, for the Celtics. Mm-hmm. Um. Marcus Smart, a first, someone else for Sabonis. All right. All right. I, uh, they need Sabonis. If you're the Pacers, do you take that? Uh, I need this year's first. I mean. And maybe. They definitely feel like they're, they're pretty in bad this mode. year. Yeah. <laughs> I, I honestly, I don't hate that if I'm... See, they could trade for Sabonis Con and then be like, fuck, we still have no one to throw him, the, get him the ball. <laughs> they, yeah, they absolutely could. Yeah, <laughs> maybe they go out and draft point guard. Yeah. Mm. All right, how about this, Noah? The Heat trade Victor Oladipo. The Knicks give the Heat their two second-round picks this year. If I'm the Knicks, I'm like... No. <laughs> <laughs> I started like an Oladipo trade because I was like, the Heat don't need this guy. Like, who would take him? And I clicked around and I was like, mm, no one. If no I'm the Knicks, I'm be like, dude, we'll give you a bag of like marbles, the bat, uh, worst flavor of Doritos. <laughs> like, we're giving you like the taco flavored Doritos. <laughs> hey, I like the taco flavored. Those ones are kind of sick. Of course you do. All right, here's a banger of a trade, Noah. The Kings trade De'Aaron Fox. The Cavs trade the Kings Sexton, a 2022 first and a 2023 second. Mm. Did you you hear that one? Give me Okoro and maybe we can talk business. Okoro and or Okoro instead of Sexton? Okoro and Sexton because I have to pay Sexton this offseason. Yeah. Oh, I forgot about that. That's true. Mm, I mean, the, the Cavs say yes to this all day. Oh, easy. <laughs> easy. I don't hate it. I don't hate it. Um, and yeah, those are, those are the trades that I kind of cooked up. Just some fun ones just to, here and there. It's uh, it's gonna be interesting. I think that we're gonna see some new teams as buyers, and I, th- I think Simmons gets dealt. I think that hammer feels like it's it's gonna drop sooner rather than later. I think Jeremy Grant's getting dealt too. I think so too. If you're the Pistons, and oh, you know what? And it, I want to see Jeremy Grant on the Bulls so bad. I just don't get how the money works. You know, a guy that the money might work with though is Christian Wood. And the Rockets have to trade him. Uh, like, unless you plan on extending him and signing him to 
more years than just 2023, why would you not trade him? Hornets should be banging the Rockets line. Yeah, seriously. I'd trade, I would give up PJ Washington in a first for Christian Wood. Absolutely. Absolutely, I would. I think think the Rock could do it for the Rockets. Yeah, I mean, with the Rockets, again, if you don't see him in your future plans, trade him because his value is going to be the highest it is right now. Every single day Mm -hmm. you wait, his value decreases because you're getting the, the, Receiving team is getting less and less time of Christian Wood. Did you give up Pat Will for Christian Wood? Uh, yeah, honestly, yeah. Pat Will and a first. Yeah, this year's first for sure. Yeah, so would I. <laughs> I mean, I'm watching this team get absolutely <laughs> murdered. Oh, this is this is atrocious. I don't know. Why I'm still watching. I was at the game last night, Noah, and this it was like the exact opposite outcome. The Bulls beat the Pistons by 46 points, which is the most Jeez. that the Bulls have ever beaten the Pistons by in the history of the Bulls-Pistons, which... Uh, Did you stay the whole game? goes back. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. We, uh, we had eight okay, players but... in double digits, and we had 14 players score a point. Okay, to actually, oh, he did not look good. Again, when you lose by 46, nobody looks great. Yeah. <laughs> How much were the tickets? Uh, I'm not going to say. Okay. It's fancy. For a pissy game? <laughs> oh, it's fancy. The, uh, I'll tell you this much. The cheapest ticket for the Bulls-Nuts game tonight was 130 bucks. Oh my god! That was like to sit up there. Oh no 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 no! no, no I apologize. No no. The cheapest ticket tonight was like fifty bucks to sit way up there. The Warriors game on Friday, the cheapest ticket was like a hundred thirty bucks. <sighs> Meanwhile, I'm out here buying eight dollar tickets to the Pacers. Yeah, you had <laughs> your secret Santa gift for under twenty bucks, and you had two Pacers tickets. <laughs> That's funny. I still love that. Uh, all right, Noah. Well, if you don't have anything else, we can wrap it up, and uh, we'll, we'll see the fine folks on Sunday. Yeah, we'll see you Sunday. Um, over the next two Wednesdays, I would probably expect to see a midseason awards and a all-star pick episode. Uh, thank you guys for listening to another episode of Bench Chatter, the Common Man's NBA podcast. Uh, follow us on Twitter at Bench underscore Chatter. Leave us a like, leave us a review, and we'll see you boys on Sunday. Peace.